So the noises you are hearing is uh, tear gas and rubber bullets being deployed against peaceful protesters in Washington, D.C. on Monday, June 1st, uh, before Trump went to uh, bef before Trump uh, took to the garden and gave his uh, authoritarian speech and did a photo op. Yeah, I had a uh, couple nice pictures of him holding up the Bible in front of a sign that was really, um, really awe-inspiring, very moving. Uh, apparently, he, yeah, in, in addition to the tear gas being uh, deployed. Now, I don't know, I've heard a couple of conflicting reports. Um, I think it was actually just smoke canisters for, that were used on the priest. I think maybe a couple other people sitting on the church steps um, in protest. Yeah, they were uh, giving waters to the protesters at Lafayette Park. Yeah, and, um, you know, they didn't want Trump there, but they, they forced the area to be clear. Um, so Trump could march and give his little dictator wannabe speech. Um, the owner of the church called into CNN or in NBC, one of the two, earlier this week basically denouncing everything Trump did, um, saying it's not Christian at all. Um, and I mean, you know, think whatever you want about religion. Absolutely. I mean, Christianity is supposed to be a religion of peace and forgiveness. And um, that's not being shown by the Trump administration in, um, at all, or even at no. the state level. No, no, no. And uh, basically threatening uh, to use military force against civilians, uh, protesters, to take back the streets. Uh, we'll actually play an audio clip. And if you listen to that audio clip, it is Trump saying, dominate the streets. He's telling the governors to dominate the streets. Uh, and I don't know how you make that sound anymore or any less like a tyrant because dominating the streets, dominating your state's citizens, that shouldn't even be on any governor's mind. These are peaceful protests. Yes, there's been some riots. Yes, there's been some looting. Yes. But the thing that happened in Washington, there was no looting. There was no, there was like no chaos, really. It was people peacefully protesting on the street. It was still during daylight hours. Most of the looting uh, especially in the later days, has been happening at night, and that there was no excuse for what he what he did. Yeah, there's no excuse, and um, this is actually I think Vermin Supreme, the perhaps the best presidential candidate um in the world. <laughs> he <laughs> he kind of talks about uh police, you know, and how they operate and um what they do, and he made a good point. Basically saying, instead of, you know, when people protest peacefully, um, instead of sending a representative to come talk to them, they send in the police to subdue them and to keep them silent. And that's really telling um, about the kind of precedent that America has set for itself when it comes to dissenting voices. And we're seeing that in just full force, uh, literally full force. Uh, right now. Now, obviously, things could get worse. Hopefully, they don't. But um, this is just a continuation of a of a long running trend. 
where you know people in position of authority don't want their positions challenged and they don't want to they just we're just ants they they don't care um we're seeing that with the well with how we got here with the charges put against uh the the officers who were responsible for George Floyd's death um it's um did we did we cover floyd at all last week yeah, i don't we think covered, we, we did covered, we covered floyd briefly last week okay uh, that was that was before i know so much has happened <laughs> it's oh yeah keep track of but yeah we covered floyd uh george floyd briefly last week and uh that was when the video first came out and mm-hmm. uh that was before it, like the next day was when things started to escalate where the protests started happening. And then the next day was when, uh, like we first started seeing like the real civil unrest of the looting of the target in the auto zone. But we, we will talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. There's, um, yeah. And this show is totally dedicated to everything that's happened the last week. Um, there's just, yeah, and even what we cover, up. yeah, even what we cover, is, yeah, there's, we'll there's still up. so much more. Um, <laughs> but we got here with the, the absolutely terrible uh, killing of Floyd. And um, instead of actually, you know, punishing the officers, they got initially, they got put on paid administrative leave, yeah. all four of them. And... It took three days mm-hmm. for, you know, of protests, both civil and uh, rioting and looting. And it took the third precinct police building in Minneapolis to get burned to the ground. It was only after that, the next day, did they say, oh, okay, I guess we can charge uh, Derek Chauvin with second degree, or sorry, third degree manslaughter. Yeah. Uh, the other ones go. Yeah, and they didn't do anything to the other three. And it, so it took it took literally okay, yeah, there's so much. And then um there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um I think today, uh June third, they finally decided to charge Chauvin with second degree murder and the other three officers with aiding and abetting second degree murder. So that's a step up, but there has been what's not really being talked about too much in the, the the media is there's been so much pushback from properly prosecuting these cops and actually bringing them to justice. It's taken a week to get second degree murder. They could have done third degree on the very first day, but it took them three days to do it in a building burning down. Um, you know, it, they're the, it's just been a weak showing overall from our institutions. Um, that's a huge part. Another big part is is COVID and all of the tensions and anxiety surrounding it for the past couple months and our government's completely lackluster uh, response towards it, failure to address, meaningfully address anything. We've kind of talked about that too. And, um, and it's, this is just kind of a manifestation of decades and generations of oppression and police brutality especially against the african-american community um but you know there's 
again, there's plenty of uh, white people that get shot and killed by cops, but blacks are disproportionately targeted. And this has been going on for many, many uh, decades. And no one's really brought it to light. No one's really tried to do anything about it. And all these factors combined is just like a powder keg that's kind of exploded. Yeah, it, it was it was a perfect storm of you know, there we basically fuck, said both sides have kind of said fuck COVID now if if we're being honest of uh, like the right has been like invading yeah. capitals with guns, uh, having rallies and you know that that I talked about last week being incredibly stupid, but now uh, something so horrendous has happened to make you know everybody else just be like you know what there is a pandemic but this is not right like i'm like we're both watching uh live feeds of protests going around and it's just like there's nowhere no way to social distance during this people are wearing masks respectfully for the most part from what i see but there this is a powder keg is uh there's economic anxiety uh, lots of people don't work right now. Uh, what is the unemployment number? I believe forty million right now. Yeah, it's uh, the last one I saw. Yeah, the last one I saw was forty. Uh, forty million. There'll probably be a lot more tomorrow when they release the unemployment numbers. Um, but people are at home. People are restless. Uh, the supply chain is breaking everywhere. Toilet paper's a little hard to come by still. Uh, meat. You go to certain grocery stores, the meat sections are sold out. Uh, grocery shelves are still empty in a lot of places. There is so much turmoil. And this was just the breaking point of this something just so heinous of officers standing, uh, well, crushing a man. And one, Derek Chauvin, who is getting the hardest uh, charges thrown at him, putting his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck for nine minutes as he's crying out for air. And that's just like the tensions were already high, and now they're just incredibly high now. And uh, like we've seen the looting, we've seen protesting. Um, but we want to talk about stuff that's happened in different cities, like Atlanta, for instance, uh, <laughs> wrecked the CNN building, which I'm, I mean, I don't condone that, but seeing like the video of the firework going off in the CNN building was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. It was. It's, uh, <laughs> they actually managed to swear a little bit. It was just yeah, the word, but, just uh, like, oh shit. I was yeah. just like, oh no. It's like, yeah, so um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Los Angeles burning down the Grove or the Nordstrom, like the shopping mall. Uh, Nashville <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. setting, setting fire to the courthouse. We'll talk about the person that did that later. Uh, New York, just unrest in several of the different boroughs. But uh, I think we should talk about kind of just like the disinformation that's going on right now. Um, Donald Trump uh, has blamed Antifa and designated them as a terror group 
which which is hilarious to me because how are you going to designate a group of people that believe uh, they're decentralists essentially for the most part uh how are you going to label that because doesn't a terror organization have to have some kind of central organization <laughs> yeah you can't label an organization that isn't an organization like from its roots antifa anti-fascism has been um action it, it's it's a thing that it's you do action. it's um not a group there is no ceo of antifa <laughs> which uh yeah, that was one of the that was one of the great hashtags i saw was um i am ceo of antifa or like i am antifa or something it's, yeah it's, it's um it, it is ridiculous but this is you know there's two ways to go from this um one is to think that trump is actually this stupid to believe that it's an organization which totally plausible uh absolutely i totally on the other but <laughs> yeah i i do to an extent um I, knowing his ignorance specifically yeah, yeah i think you're right but there's another way uh another angle which is that because antifa is not a group it's an ideology and by the way you don't have to like punch a nazi in the face to be an anti-fascist there's so much more surrounding the philosophy. Most of it's really centered around community outreach and making sure like everyone around you is okay and not in a shit position in life to the point where they might be radicalized by far right wing ideologies. Um, so it's much more than just violence or anything, but that gets glossed over so uh, frequently. And if he's actually going to go through with labeling Antifa as a terror organization, well, then that's like... At that point, you can just call anyone yeah. a terrorist. Anyone who speaks out against the state, which is becoming more and more fascist and authoritarian as the days go on, uh, it it it's a it's a ridiculous precedent to set. But it's part of his weaponized ignorance yeah. um, at work here. Yeah, and then that's what's dangerous is like anybody under these terms can be labeled terrorist if trump wills it or like the people that follow trump especially like uh, yeah, i know he always says he has the backing of the cops well what's going to stop a cop from pulling anybody over and just being like well i think they're antifa <laughs> yeah exactly and that that's 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 very dangerous uh but what's so just like it hurts my head that an organization that is not an organization whatsoever that you know decentralized is labeled a terror group while white nationalist groups such as the kkk are still not terror groups or the militia people that have uh taken over like the oregon wildlife preserve years ago they weren't declared a terrorist group even though they were occupying federal land um I can't really think of many organizations that, you know, do want to cause terror that are labeled on the white end that are labeled terrorist groups. Uh, and it's, it's just one of the dog whistles. Uh, my problem with it is the Democrats, you know, echoing that message of like, well, 
and it's mostly people more moderate democrats that i see on social media being like well it's antifa's fault antifa's giving everybody a bad name antifa's discrediting the organization uh discrediting the protests and everything that's happening why why are you why are you echoing donald trump's narrative that's what he wants you to do it's just such vivid proof to me that the right in this country controls the narrative so well that they can even get the Democrats to spout it and post it on social media. Yeah, they do. They have absolutely, I mean, they're winning the culture war so, so hard right now. It's insane. Yeah. So the, the big thing about the big response coming from the white house is Trump. Um, throwing out as many dog whistles as possible for his um what are essentially his brown shirts at this point in time um and this is you know historically these these kind of grassroots militia uh groups who are sympathetic to fascist ideology or even just far right wing extremism uh white nationalism anti government in general they did a lot to pave the way um, to instill the you know dictators and shit like Hitler and Mussolini and all over Europe. Although those two are the the main ones that kind of stuck around for a long time, but this is a very common theme. And Trump is trying to formulate the existence of his own brown shirts. Um, Sure, some of it's out of vanity and ego, but then again, this is uh, another way to solidify control, and he just wants more and more control. And the response from Democrats is, you know, not to really focus on the issues of the protest. I mean, they do talk about it like a little bit, but it's mostly the orange man bad narrative that we are so uh, in love with. Uh, across the nation oh. <laughs> and yeah and you see this manifest with like Campbell Harris going on CNN I think it was the whole time she has just been you know railing on Trump as if that's going to be the solution and of course you know Kamala Harris has a very shady um relationship with the police force in California. Um, she has worked alongside them in very, very bad ways, uh, very nefarious ways. But this is the Democrats' response. They don't have a real response because they don't stand for anything. They just want to stay where they are. And that means they can't step out of line and really talk about the core issues that this protest is all about. Instead, they just have to bash Trump over and over for the upteenth million time because that this is controlled opposition. Um, and we're kind of seeing that with just mainstream media in general, not just the Democrats. They are spending most of their focus on the rioting and the looting, just talking about it, playing the same clips over and over again for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing that in favor, uh, like instead of showing actual police brutality that's happening at the ground on the ground level, um, all over the country. And even the clips that they do show are 
they're they're so watered down and i don't mean like you know they should be showing gore and blood and or anything but like the the big clip that comes to mind is there is what was it it was sometime this weekend i think it was saturday or sunday where some nypd police cruisers were driving so they were driving into a crowd um two of them did and they were going kind of fast and it was like an unexpected um you know thing that kind of happened because they were just kind of sitting there for a little bit and they rolled up slowly so the clip on mainstream media kind of stops when it's like oh well, you got the second one rolling up and it seems like it's gonna stop but then they black it out they black out the screen the real clip shows them just slamming into the this huge group of people they're not showing this they're not showing what's actually happening they're giving us the watered down version because they need to protect um the, you know the the feelings of upper white middle class people who are you know lifelong democrats um yeah. of course that's an oversimplification but no, you no, know no. yeah but what you said well like what i know they would play 20 minutes of people looting a target and then only play like two seconds of a police doing something kind of shitty and it's just like you i get that that, that that's more sensationalist of showing like a target being burned down and people running out with what have you but that like that just reinforces negative stereotypes about what's going on when the entire reason people are out there in the fucking first place is because of police brutality. So shouldn't you be highlighting the police brutality, showing like the cops macing people, showing the cops shoving people, showing the cops running over people, showing the cops uh, blinding a man in Texas with a fucking rubber bullet? Because this is what people are out there for, is to stand against police brutality and just showing sensational videos for 20 minutes of target or auto zone or whatever or the police precinct being burned down is just playing it once again playing into the right's hands playing into trump's hands of the narrative because that's what he's saying and he's just like oh sh i'm the law and order president blah 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 no we need to talk we need to highlight this video so like if you're for some reason listening to this and you are one of those people that only watches msnbc and c and cnn or fox news even just like just turn it off for a minute and just go on to social media go on to twitter go on to youtube and just see the police brutality that is happening while these protests are going on instead of fixating on Antifa or white supremacists or Russia even, and like, see what's really going on. See like the brutality that is happening. And that will give you a better sense of why these protests are continuing and, you know, sustaining because unlike other protests in the past, where it's just like, it starts off with the charge for like two days and then it just dies down. There are still like watching right now uh, live streams. There's thousands and thousands of people standing out there are like in solidarity. Yeah, this is and I, that was something I was kind of wondering is how long this is going to go on. Um, it's been a week. It's been over Nine a week days. at this point. Nine days. Yep. 
and it's still going. Um, hell, this is something we didn't mention earlier. Um, the, the, there are people all over the world showing solidarity for us mm-hmm. right now, um, which is incredible. Uh, this is more than just an American death. This is about, like you said, police brutality. It is not acceptable anywhere. It doesn't matter where. And you know, for better or worse, the 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 U.S. has the the loudest voice on the global stage. Mm-hmm. But that's why this is being amplified so much. We could actually use that for good. And right now, these protests are amplifying the voice of the unheard. Um, what I think it was Martin Luther King who said, "Rioting is the voice of the unheard." Um, now, of course, rioting isn't. You know, there's. There's good and bad with it. Uh, you know, if we're talking about looting corporations like Target, like yeah, fuck them. They 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 got insurance. They're gonna they're not gonna lose a cent. They're gonna get reimbursed for their losses. Doesn't matter. I mean, if you're doing like mom and pop stores, like okay, that's that's unacceptable. That's not okay. That's counterproductive to everything that you're fighting for. But at the end of the day, like you can't overfixate on the the looting because while that is bad, and I think. Basically, every reasonable person would agree that some instances, at least some instances of looting are bad. Um, it's the overall message that is important, just because there's maybe a couple bad actors, which we will get into in a second. Um, whether intentional or not, it doesn't change the fact that what happened to Floyd and what's been happening to everyone in this country, um, especially African-Americans for generations, is wrong, and it has to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess... Yeah, yeah, I guess that's all for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the yeah, so yeah, we the, got the bad actors. Well, uh, the conservative argument that the protesters weren't wearing masks, so... I I yeah, I went yeah. to a protest. Uh, I saw things escalate, and even when things were escalating, most people had on masks. And plus, conservatives, you have no fucking room to talk about masks or COVID. You played that card way too early. You told us it wasn't a big deal. Some of you told us it was fake. Now you can't. No take backsies on this one. You. You made that bad. Sorry, you can't use the argument of not wearing masks or COVID, uh, especially when you've bitched up a storm about barbershops, restaurants, and golf courses and whatever. So, no, shut up. Right, yeah, now, you don't get to speak. Yeah, yeah you don't get no take backsies. <laughs> yeah, it's um. The hypocrisy is hilarious. It's, <laughs> no, I just, it's, it's, it's like, amazing. When I saw that, when I started seeing that stuff, I was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" After weeks yeah. of you guys bitching about wearing masks at Costco's and wearing masks when you go grocery shopping, antagonizing people that choose to wear masks when you don't, and now you're just like, "Oh, well, maybe you guys shouldn't be going outside and protesting because there's a no." Fuck you. You, you no, why aren't you, you being safe? Yeah. Why don't you look well, out for grandma and grandpa? Yeah. Well, don't you care about mommy or your grandma 
um, you no, you you guys manufacture enough consent to get everybody to get back to work and to get your fucking way so you could do the same so your life wouldn't be inconvenienced in any fucking way. You don't get to go back on that now. You made your bed, shut the fuck up, lie in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about like some of the things that are going on, like the disruptors. Um, that there's like there's been like when I tell people to turn off the news media, this is part of the reason of seeing some of the shit that is going on on the streets. Uh, the Boogaloo Boys or Boogaloo Boys, I always mispronounce the word. Uh, for those that don't know what that means, it, it's basically usually far-right extremists who believe in accelerating uh, another civil war. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that, like, I'm sure that there's leftists out there that, you know, are doing stupid things, um, that are doing that. But I think we need to highlight some of the things that... Uh, disruptors on the right are doing that are integrating themselves in these movements to cause chaos. And one of those is like, I saw uh, like rumors of the Proud Boys dressed up as Antifa picture, but there's no verification to me of like seeing uh, Proud Boys. I think that was a little bit confirmed um i didn't look into the portland one specifically but i think there was some more confirmation if you all want to check that out yeah yeah. if we find better confirmation we will leave uh but one of those uh, antifa underscore us which was encouraging looting and rioting turns out was an identity identity europa account and if you don't know who they are they are uh, white separatists who want, who believe that they should uh, take over the government and force a white ethno state. So that's one that's confirmed. That's confirmed by business insiders. So, and yeah, right. And yeah. another thing about that claim is it wasn't just like rioting and looting. It was like this message was like very specifically. Um, we're gonna go into white suburban neighborhoods and take back what's ours. Yeah. Hashtag uh, Black Lives Matter. It's like, okay, it's um, if you even if you don't know anything about Antifa, if you just go and look at some social media accounts and websites of um, local Antifa chapters, basically all of their content is exposing white nationalists and that and Nazis and fascists. That's yeah. what they do. Never. So, so this particular post that went super viral for a little bit, for like, not I don't know, maybe a day or something. Yeah, before they it's out of character. Banned. Yeah, it was completely yeah, they out of count character. Got, yeah, yeah, it got banned because it was uh, clear that it was like fake, trying to provoke violence, and anybody that knows these fellows uh, knows that you know. That's what they want. They want to escalate. They want to accelerate to a civil war. Um, now we can talk about. We got so many things that we want to yeah. talk about on this one. Um, um if you wanted Boston, video. did you want to talk about the uh, the smashing cars and windows? Yeah, and bricks? yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick like, up. There's a, there. Yeah, there's there's a video of uh, 
of a Boston protester recording several people, several cops around a cop car and smashing it. One of them's on the hood, even smashing it. And then there's another video of cops lying bricks conveniently outside of businesses and on the streets. Like, why would the bricks be there? Like, even if it's a construction site. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I saw another clip. Isolated. Oh, go on. I saw another clip about that with, um, there was a bus stop in California that had, like, uh, some, like, metal cages filled with, like, big rocks. Like, they weren't even just brick. The big-ass, like, quarry rocks um, yeah. that just weren't there before. So, it's not just, like, a couple isolated. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a couple isolated incidents, but it's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these are being ha- planted. There's stuff being planted. It's just like there would be no reason for bricks to ever find their way outside of a construction site. Most and most construction sites, especially in urban areas, as I've lived in urban areas my entire life, uh, they're usually guarded by gates. There's usually a fence around the construction site, or the bricks are somewhere not visible. And mm-hmm. it's just weird if I see somebody seeing like a whole pound of bricks on a sidewalk that's going to be passed by the protesters. Yeah, a, li- a little fishy. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, and I guess historically, if you ever see like rocks or, you know, bricks thrown or something at, at protests or riots or whatever, um, sometimes it's people taking sledgehammers to the sidewalk so they can break it up and people pick up the rubble and throw it but it's not like you know antifa sneaks in like pallets of bricks at city centers um in the middle of the night uh and there, i mean like you said there's like footage of actual police officers staging these things um so you know it's um it's just there to intentionally escalate things and then oh look it's the protesters why are they so violent well you know if you give them the means and you provoke them enough with enough force and brutality um you know what do you expect right but but they're manufacturing a narrative um yeah. on the ground level and um how you even get the bricks there like how would the protesters even get the there especially the cop like where i'm at right now the cops are on 24-hour surveillance area protested around so how would anybody get the bricks there in the first place if somebody if a cop saw a big fucking truck or van pull up pull out and just start unloading bricks on the sidewalk they'd be like uh no so no it's, yeah yeah it's, not to mention um surveillance footage yeah surveillance footage especially yeah it's uh it's super fishy but um it's not just the cops trying to agitate there are plenty of people who will happily do their jobs for them. Um, One instance, I just saw this today uh, before we started recording June 3rd. In Oakland, California, there was a car of a couple, it was a convertible, you know, open air. Um, Some some BLM protesters were kind of driving by and they were just trying to, you know, go on their way, I guess. Uh, They were kind of yelling at some people on the side of the road and of those people on the side of the road happened to be, I don't know, I guess some MAGA people or something. 
And one of them, just as they were trying to drive away, just punched, uh, started punching them really hard. Um, and the police, you know, of course, arrested when they tried to fight back, right? The people in the car, the police uh, started detaining everyone. And uh, they didn't really make a huge effort to go after the guy who started punching. They just kind of like surrounded things, but they didn't go to like try to tackle them like they did the people who were trying to get out of the car because um, they knew they were going to get persecuted by the police. Um, so that's one. There was a, over the weekend, there was a man with a compound bow in Salt Lake City screaming. At, he was standing outside of his car. He had an arrow nooked and saying all lives matter and pointing it at people and then he shot someone and then well he got beat to shit yeah, uh and he got so. his car flipped and burned <laughs> so. like what the fuck why why did he think that that was a good idea to pull out his compound bow and scream all lives matter and shoot him and like there was another video i don't know if you saw it but of a guy with a sword like why the fuck do they yeah. think they're in middle earth now yeah, if, right exactly this isn't like we're not fighting uh you know the orcs of mordor right no. <laughs> we're, no, like, we're in fucking like, america for years they've been like oh, i got guns i got guns now fucking bows and swords <laughs> right uh, i mean I, I you know so we kind of mentioned in previous episodes that anarcho-capitalism is basically feudalism. I mean, maybe they're actually trying to live out their feudal fantasy yeah, with their man, trad yeah. wife. And <laughs> it, oh, shit. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah. um, also, a quick note about that compound, uh, compound bow. The local news interviewed him. I don't know if you saw that clip. <laughs> and it was so blatantly biased. Um, the guy who got beat up was like oh, i was just saying all lives matter man they just came at me and i had like a thousand dollars worth of stuff in my car too like okay you didn't mention the fact that you were pointing it at people that you actually shot someone no it's um it's the same right-wing grifting yeah. we've seen all over the place and um it's just happening on the at, uh, at the protests too um huntington beach was another example although not violent huntington beach in california is pretty well known for its white supremacy movement i think the kkk had a pretty strong foothold there um decades ago and so black lives matters you know they protested there and so we get naturally the mega fans the trump fans out there to counter protest now i don't think there was a violent thing that happened there um but keep in mind huntington beach is like they also made the news about a month ago screaming and complaining about getting haircuts and going to the beach not a single one of them were wearing were wearing masks back then um yeah. And again, you know, well, why aren't these protesters wearing masks? Well, where was your concern a month ago when these not a single person from the same area was doing that? Um, yeah, the sword, uh, the sword guy that was in Dallas that we just talked about, um, <laughs> he also got beat to shit. It was really bad. Um, yeah. Now neither of these people died, but they yeah, were severely. Bad. But they, yeah. you know, sorry, but. 
coming at people with a sword and screaming all lives matter with a compound bow in the middle of the street and then shooting somebody. What the fuck did they think was going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. Did they think yeah, that they were just like, oh, the protesters were just going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to take this. I'm just going to have this guy shoot an arrow at me or charge at me with a sword. No, I mean, I'm not. These are like, I'm going to run away. Maybe he thought it was yeah. Legolas. Yeah, maybe he thought he was Legolas. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's insane. Uh there was another now this one I don't have too many details on. Um I don't know if much has been released about them ever since, but in Washington DC, it was it was like seven in the morning or something. There were no protesters, nothing was happening. And there's an unknown group of people. I don't know if they were uh, like a private military corporation or ex military or like exceptionally armed, you know, right wing militia people. They were just kind of standing outside of a federal building, um, and when asked, they only said they were with the Department of Justice. Now, yeah, that's, that's cryptic. last I checked, the Department of Justice doesn't have a fucking PMC military force uh, <laughs> to enforce the law. Um, now, it, they might have been from the uh, Bureau of Federal Prison Special Operations Response Team, whatever the fuck that is. But um, it's just kind of a weird sighting. I'm not really sure what to make of it, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Well, um, as of right now, the people defending the White House are uh, prison guards from Texas. Uh, mm. From what I heard on the news earlier, that the people like outside the White House are uh, prison guards from Texas. Interesting. Yeah. From Texas. That's that's. From Texas. Yeah. I they're, don't. They're quite a ways from. Yeah, they're quite from a ways home. from home. Uh, I don't know why they were selected to pick uh, to protect the White House over anybody else, but hey, whatever. Uh, no, it, it's cryptic to just say I work for the the Department of Justice. Uh, yeah, considering like you know all the mercenaries that were hired in uh, the Middle East. They've done heinous things. It's uh, concerning for me that there could possibly be PMCs. He did say that he would exercise every resource at, that at his disposal. And one of those resources, as we know, uh, is private military companies, aka mercenaries, that America hires to do its dirty work. Yeah. Um, one of those was Blackwater, which was. Which was trending on Twitter for a while uh, in relation to this group. They were suspecting it was Blackwater. Um, also, Blackwater members, like you said, uh, these PMCs do horrible things. They've done horrible things in the Middle East during our um, the height of our occupation, especially over there. And uh, Blackwater was one of them. And a lot of those members got pardoned for what they did by Trump. Um, so he's already set the precedent that, well, hey, if you're loyal to me, I'll take care of you. Um, and now it, we're kind of seeing the uh, the favors being returned a little bit. And it's um, not good. It's really not good. Um, speaking of other f- far-right uh, 
people. The Nashville City Hall that was burned was set on fire by a three percenter. Yeah. Which is another kind of far right militia group that, you know, even if like at face value they they don't say anything about white nationalism or or white supremacy or anything like that. It's just kind of funny. Uh, I think the Proud Boys kind of fall into this. Uh, Oath Keepers. Um, it's just kind of funny how these groups just happen to keep finding themselves with like Nazis and fascists in their ranks. But um, you know, I'm sure that's a coincidence. Yeah, there's such an overlap of it. Of like, even if they, even if the Proud Boys say, "Hey," or that, just the overlap of like members of Proud Boys or other people that are, you know, right-leaning, but say they're not racist, that there's an overlap of them with, you know, Nazis is, uh, you know, you don't get to have it both ways. If you're not racist, then don't have racist people in your group. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. And it's, it, it is pretty straightforward, but they, um, you know, they have to kind of go in circles defending themselves and try to justify that, oh, we're really not racist, but believe us. Well, if you weren't, you wouldn't have to be making this argument in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, why are you even talking about it? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, these are some of the instances of both police and right-wing extremist groups doing what they can, not only for accelerationism, but because they don't fundamentally challenge each other's power um, yeah. Yeah. at the end of the day. Um, yeah, like what is the proud boy like the proud boy doesn't threaten the police but the protesters do they want justice but the proud boys you know they may want to like dismantle the police or like the oath keepers or something but they're gonna side with them over um anyone on the left yeah and it's just like uh war like why are they uh why do they keep, you know, getting away with shit like this? Like, why are people like three, per, like three percent of the set fire to Nashville or the Proud Boys that are, are acting like they're Antifa? Uh, why aren't they getting maced uh, while a little girl is getting maced in Seattle while police is hiding his badge number and body cameras are conveniently turned off? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's been a common trend too, is hiding uh, badge numbers, which you can't yeah, do. And somebody just said it was like a bat. It's like the little stripe is honor a uh, fall fallen officers. That that's the reason why they wear a black stripe over. It. And I'm like, okay, that's cool to wear that to honor like somebody that you worked with or somebody you were close with, fellow officer. But why is it over your badge number? And why isn't that like an, a, a compliance thing? Like you can have that little black band over your shield but it shouldn't be covering your badge number and your body cam should still be turned off regardless. And that's the issue that's happening with the, like in Seattle, especially with that video of the little girl getting maced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's an excessive show of force. Yeah. And this is the section where we'll get into some of the police brutality instances that's been happening over the past week. Um, it's just crazy how much is going on. Yeah. Um, police corralling protesters at a highway on 
trap and tear gas them all. Oh yeah, did you see that? Yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. This um, and that protest was peaceful yeah. to start with until yeah. a uh someone started pepper spraying and corralling them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that at that point, it's not even about quelling a uh, uprising or dangerous looters. It's just about sending a message and being cruel. Yeah, it's, it's this about, is what happens when you challenge us. This is what happens when you challenge a power structure. Is they're going to gas you. And yeah. Let's see. Sorry, I'm watching the Twitch stream. I see uh, gas going off somewhere in the corner, but I don't know what. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, let me get yeah. that back open. Sorry, listeners. I think, yeah, we're kind of paying attention to streams on the side, uh, just to keep yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where that is. Yeah, it, I, it's the one thing that doesn't tell us what city it's in. I oh, uh, Iowa. Iowa, Iowa city. Fucking Iowa! That shit's going off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. so. Jeez. Damn. Well, good on you, Iowa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking I, of, you had it oh, it. <laughs> well, at this point, um, literally all fifty states have uh, been involved with these kinds of protests. So, yeah, that's um, if that doesn't send a message, then you know they're not listening. Um, yeah. Speaking of like tear gas being used, we'll get to tear gas a little later uh, as we go through these examples. But another big trend by the cops is to use rubber bullets. Now, these are not being used properly in these instances, like basically, uh, you know, not any of the clips that I have seen. And I have spent I don't know how many hours um, keeping track of uh, the situation, as have you. Um, <clears throat> so the police are shooting rubber bullets directly at people and sometimes at point blank range uh now what you're supposed to do bounced yes you're supposed to fire at a distance and bounce it off the ground and aim for the legs so that it doesn't cause huge injuries um but they're not doing that because they don't care you can see people bleeding from these point blank shots like getting shot anywhere from the arm or whatever and some people are going blind, uh, like you mentioned before. Um, yeah, the guy in Dallas who got shot and lost his eye. Mm-hmm. And these rubber bullets do have the capacity to puncture through um, the eye socket and potentially kill you. Yeah, uh, it even hit in force. It, can, it could cause fragments, like if they hit you in the forehead. It, close enough range it can uh chip away at your skull it can like cause fragments of your skull to go into your brain Mm -hmm. yeah and it's there's just no regard for any kind of well-being for the protesters uh being shown by the police uh it's insane um and another example of them just not caring is in colorado where a man and his wife were stopped at an intersection, um, kind of driving through the protest area. I guess they were trying to get through. Um, and the man stood outside, kind of talking to the cops a little bit, saying, you know, what are you doing? I've got a pregnant woman in here. And they continued to shoot 
pepper bullets and uh, put tear gas and throw tear gas canisters at the car. When there's a pregnant woman, like they they don't care. They just don't care. Um, there's another thing in Atlanta where two college students were drugged out of their car. One of them was tased in the process. They were just, you can see it in the clip. Um, I'll try to find it. We can link it. There's a car in front of them that just kind of drove off like, hey, you know, nothing happened. But these two people, uh, these college students were black, of course. Um, it, you know, it, completely ridiculous. There was no reason that I was able to find, like, why they should be treated this way. Um, there were six officers involved. Two of them were fired and four were demoted to desk uh, desk duty, which is something, but not really enough. Um, there has been journalists, there have been journalists being attacked and arrested all throughout the week. Uh, even CNN had their team arrested and detained. Uh, vice journalist. Um, and not just like, you know, hey, I'm going to put you in handcuffs. Some of them were beaten, um, had their camera, you know, equipment, recording equipment attacked, uh, put on the ground. They, some were shot by rubber bullets. Uh, it, it's all over the place. Uh, some were pepper sprayed. Yeah, and, and the know? police are taking it like a very strong approach towards journalists too. Like uh, a CNN reporter was arrested uh, last night when I was watching the news. I saw uh, cops demand that uh, journalists move to one corner. And when those journalists would move to that corner, they would tell them to go somewhere else, just basically giving them the runaround and just kind of swinging their dick around to uh, get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, and this is a this is a violation of the First Amendment. I mean, you can't silence you can't really silence the press, um, but they're doing it. They don't they don't care. Um, they're also assaulting street medics who are just tending to the wounds of protesters. Um, anything as simple as you know dumping milk over people's faces to combat. Uh, you know, the tear gas and other irritants they use. Uh, cops are assaulting them, beating them, arresting them. They are smashing into medic tents, the makeshift tents for you know, to take care of people. Um, it, you know, this is, they're treating this... It, well, and they, they've also marched into neighborhoods in Minneapolis, at the very least, that were recorded, shooting, like, paint can canisters and other projectiles at people sitting on their porch kind of watching and recording um these people are these police not all of them but in the instances that we can see this is a war zone they're fighting this like a war there are no there's no such thing as a you know civilian in this case the way they're going about it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a press or just an innocent bystander um there was even a case in new york i forgot to put this on the sheet uh, or the document where a medical worker who has been working on the front lines with COVID, he was walking home in New York and didn't realize he was passing through a an area that was being protested. So he just stood by and watched and pulled out his phone and started recording. And the cops, 
you know, came up to him, told him to back off and back up, keep backing up. And he was complying. He wasn't doing anything. And then they hit him. They knocked him to the ground. They beat him really badly. Uh, there was blood all over his name tag, his, his you know, medical ID tag. Um, luckily, he's okay. But it's just like you can even get beaten if you're just an innocent bystander. It's... They should have seen his, you know, work tag. <laughs> I, I don't know if he had it out or not. But even still, either way, he got... It's insane. Um, this shit flusters me so much. Um, there's so much bad shit going on. Um, there's been live rounds fired into uh, a protest crowd in Kentucky. Uh, that was the first night of their protest. I think that was Saturday night. Um, seven were injured. Uh, and then earlier this week in Kentucky, um, someone actually died from a shooting uh, during one of these riots or protests, or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's not just getting beaten to shit. Uh, we're starting to see some people die. Yeah. And we're um, in Seattle. There was another man who was being detained, and for a couple of moments, he was being held in the exact same uh, quote-unquote chokehold, with a knee to the back of the neck being pressed into the ground, uh, when that man was being detained. And that was caught on video. Yeah. Um it's just and you're you're seeing a couple of clips pop up about showing the real like white supremacists kind of infiltrating the police force. There's a couple who are have their embroidered like signature larpy bullshit uh on their uniforms. And some are flashing the the white power symbol at protesters on camera and just snickering about it. Um it's this is just kind of like a bird's eye view of everything. Um, this you is know. Uh, this is something I was just spe speculation on my part, and I was talking about talking about this with somebody else earlier. Is like for years we've known that white supremacists have been trying, have been infiltrating the cops for years. Like there's several doc uh, like articles and documentation about it of like white supremacists joining the ranks of the police and it's like my speculation of course is it's like is there some kind of coordination that they're doing in facebook groups discord or whatever that are getting getting them to do this shit i like i don't think there's some master fucking plan but can i see them on some discord <laughs> channel just being like Oh, I'm gonna lay bricks uh, at the corner of Third and Fairfax in LA. You should do it in uh, Atlanta, outside the CNN Center, or like whatever. It's just like, are are they purposely, or like, is there enough white supremacists in the cops these days that they are agitating, purposely agitating the protest? Yeah, and to do something. Yeah, and I think. There is. Um, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm a sure lot of it is sure. just kind of spur of the moment kind of things. Yeah. But like you were saying with the kind of documentation about it, um, I remember writing about some of these um, instances uh, last year. Um, it's not just the police. It's places like um, juvenile detention uh, centers 
Yeah. Uh, training, you know, other um, law enforcement training academies uh, in the military, even. There was like a the big. Yeah. I think last year there was like a big concerted push to like, you know, get the message out there with these like photo ops or, you know, pictures or whatever. Um, you know, be like, hey, we exist, man, because we're cool. Um, I think that might have been kind of a concerted push, but no doubt there are Discord groups. There are Facebook groups that these people use, um, both in the military and the police and, and outside of it, just everywhere. Um, it, it, you know, it's... And I'm sure they're talking about exactly what to do next. Um, and maybe this is something we can kind of cover in another episode in depth, is these these alt-right extremist communities, because there's so... There's so many of them these days. There's so many, and they're so toxic. Like, everyone is just so deeply unhappy there. And no one does anything to, to like, fucking help each other. They just complain about how miserable they are because they're not living up to their unattainable ideals of genetic purity. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's really kind of an abusive relationship. Um, it's insane. And, um, so of course there's going to be a lot of conflict on what exactly to do, but no doubt they can at least band together every now and then to, uh, (laughs) make a little, uh, you know, swing their dicks a little bit. Um, so that might be interesting to do later, but, um, you know, that's, kind of the end of the uh, police brutality section we have here. And there's other tactics that they're using that show they really don't want anyone to protest. Um, and if they do, they're just trying to, you know, cut off the supply line, so to speak. Um, police have been dumping water and milk stockpiles kind of set aside near protest sites to counteract tear gas and whatever. And, um, yeah, uh, that that happened in Kentucky, uh, New York, that I saw, but I'm sure it's happening all over in some places. Um, yeah, I saw it. I saw it in L.A. Yeah, L.A. too, for sure. Uh, LAPD is insane. Um, and they even even in LAPD, this is something weird that I didn't expect. They started changing, and they're still doing it. They're changing curfews at the last minute. They're sending out mass texts like, "Oh, the curfews at this time." Oh, but suddenly, you know, 30 minutes before the new new curfew. Uh, rolls out, well, they're going to message you about that now. So you make plans to show up at, you know, maybe 6 p.m., but, oh, surprise, uh, the new curfew is actually at 5. And so that's a trap that they're setting. Like, oh, well, hey, you're actually out past curfew. We have reason to to do, to enact force against you. So it's all over the place with the shit they're doing just to try to punish people from speaking up. Yeah. But um, go for it. It's it's like like they did. The- you have to curfews at six p.m. Not just kidding. It's five thirty. It's just like yeah. It's up. and like anybody that doesn't think that this is this is an issue is uh wrong they're changing we have the right to protest in this country and we can't just change the rules as we see fit 
Uh, and that was part of like what started messing around with the Occupy movement and how they stifled Occupy Wall Street was by changing the rules on protesting of like, oh, they can't be here because of this reason or they can't be here this order for this reason is uh, it, it's, it's muddying the waters enough where they can get you in trouble and it's just undermining movement and especially like public property and stuff like that like I understand that you can do a curfew to protect but you, the, the changing of the rules so often just shows a complete disregard for our right to assemble it does and it's just it, it's insane they don't want us to speak out they want to they want to keep the status quo yeah even if they're democrat mayors mm-hmm. yeah even democrat states uh they they're siding with the police they're enabling them they're calling in the national guard um you know it's it's just there's so much negativity out so I thought it would be good to highlight a couple of positives. Um, a couple of good things that are coming together or <laughs> coming as a result of this, all this chaos. Um, like we mentioned before, Derek Chauvin, the, the main officer involved in um, Floyd's death, he's being charged with secondary murder and the other officers are finally being charged as well for, for aiding and abetting secondary murder. There was a Confederate statue in Birmingham, Alabama, that was torn down and vandalized, which, um, you know, on one hand, it's good to remember your past and your history. But at this point, let's be real, um, Confederate war memorial statues are basically a reminder of our roots of white supremacy and of the era of slavery. And um, while we should never forget that, we don't need... I don't think we need monuments glorifying it, essentially. Um, this is actually a huge thing of what started the Charlottesville uh, Unite the Right thing, is they were protesting in 2017 against the removal of a Confederate war statue uh, because it just that symbolism means so much to them. Like, okay, well, one way to fight fascism is to basically bully, the, bully them out of the public space and... A great way to do that is to demolish and destroy their symbolism. So this was a great thing um, that happened in Birmingham. And Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is now uh, anticipated to make plans, uh, to announce plans, to remove the Robert E. Lee statue um, in front of uh, one of their federal buildings. Um, so it's... um. It's good that we're, at least with these protests, it seems to be the message of, you know, how African-Americans have struggled so much, um, especially with police brutality. That seems to be taken seriously uh, a little bit, even if it's it's in like a small way, like removing some statues. Well, that's pretty good. Um, let's We'll see if that trend continues or if he actually goes through with removing that statue. Um, and there has been a little bit of solidarity with the police and the protesters. Uh, there have been a couple of areas, uh, Flint, Michigan was one, 
uh, was a big one, uh, New Jersey, uh, all over. There have been cases where police said, hey, listen, we don't want our communities destroyed, but we hear you, we're with you, let's march. And that's great. But this is a double-sided sword. This has been used by some police departments as a bait-and-switch where the police forces start kneeling in quote-unquote solidarity, and then once the protesters get close enough, they fire tear gas at them. Which is completely unacceptable. It's a destruction of what little trust remains between the public and the police. Um, you know. So that's that was really uh, kind of unexpected for me and kind of difficult to watch. Um, but on a grassroots level, on a local level, it's, you know, the people like to focus on the riots and the looting and all that stuff, all the destruction. Well, there's a lot of community organizing that provides mutual aid for the community, um, whether it be, you know, supplies, feeding people, um, giving supplies to protesters to help them with the water and milk and all that stuff. Um, and like we mentioned before, there's worldwide solidarity. That's we need all the support we can get. Um, I would really like to see us have a peaceful transition to the left and not so much a revolution or accelerationism. Fuck that, uh, if at all possible. <laughs> um, Anonymous is back. That was something I did not see coming at all. I thought they were gone. So Anonymous is back with their hacktivism. Um, releasing some very interesting things and siding with the protesters. So I was really happy to see that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, as essential as it is, Batman and Spider-Man have been spotted at a couple of protests. I completely completely missed. You missed it? Yeah. I've not seen. Oh man. I think, um, I think Batman was in Atlanta. And then Spider-Man, I think, was Colorado. Can't remember. So, you know. I'll look it up on Twitter. (laughs) I have the Batman link saved somewhere, but I think the Spider-Man was Colorado. So, you know, we've got superheroes on our side, which is uh, a plus. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, you know, there's always something that you can do. Um anyone listening to this anyone can make a social media account whether it's twitter or facebook or whatever and just post um you can take part in hashtags uh there have been a couple of the past couple a uh, few days in particular where sympathy was trying to be shown for you know like blue lives matter hashtag uh, like white lives or something yeah, and then like you you click on it, it's just like pictures of like the Smurfs or like the Blue Man Group or something. The, 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 K-pop, <laughs> or the K-pop, yeah. The K-pop stands taking over White Out Wednesday and Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. Like I woke up this morning and I like hadn't even had my coffee yet, and I was just like, oh for fuck's sake, this is already happening. And so I clicked it, and I was just like, "Man, this this is weird. This is nothing but like K-pop idols." I was like, and then I realized, "Holy shit!" The K-pop stands just like I didn't know K-pop stands 
Greensboro uh, comrades. Uh, I know that they're all over the place, but today they were uh, they were comrades by taking over every single hashtag that was uh, that was a right hashtag. And yep. it's just like you could not find any any like sympathetic voice for like all lives matter or blue lives matter or white out Wednesday. It was nothing but just K-pop when I woke up and I was like, yeah. this, is, this is beautiful. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, I think my favorite so far, I mean, the K-pop was definitely epic, but just because like I'm a writer, um, that's what I do as a profession. And I saw the, I think it was all lives matter hashtag. But it was misspelled. Like the matter only had one T. <laughs> you know, it's oh, just like God. they can't even spell their reactionary, like shitty reactionary hashtags correctly. <laughs> like, Remember when COVID first when COVID first happened, and they spelled coronavirus wrong every day, weeks. Yes. Like just Google it, man. Like I'm not the best speller, anyways. But like if I have doubts about something, I just Google it. Or just like there, there's even spell checkers now where it's just like there's a little red line underneath this word, and just just click it, just click it. Yeah, you just and click it's it. just like they spelled coronavirus so wrong so many times when it first started happening, like before it even hit America. Yeah, it's um, I thought, you know, basically every writer I know also uses Google for um for typo checks. Uh, so it's not just like anyone does everyone does it um it just takes like a little bit of effort and they can't even be bothered to spell their stupid shit correctly um it's fantastic but uh (laughs) yeah so you know anyone can do this uh go dominate the hashtags and and beat out the the alt-right chuds and all that crap um another thing if you have the means you can also help with local uh bailout funds for the protesters if you want to um there we will in the show notes we'll have a link to a spreadsheet of some local stuff but um if you're not sure where to look for it um just google like um you know your your city name or whatever and like bailout fund or protest bailout or mutual aid uh that's a good one uh mutual aid organizations can pretty much connect you with all of that stuff. Um, you can also volunteer for mutual aid or just other organizations in general, or you can donate supplies to protesters if you want, or help out your community if it's been affected, or you know maybe drive 30 minutes if you have like a day off and help out other communities that have been affected by the protests and the riots. Um, people are just picking up trash. I mean, that's a great thing to do too. Um, definitely necessary. And um, just overall, kind of stay safe. Um, you know, COVID has kind of been put to the wayside. It's been forgotten, but you know, it's it. yeah, it's a it's still a it's real still threat. It's still a very real threat. By no yeah. means am I downplaying it. Uh, I just like what what do we do now? It's just like there's so much turmoil going on that like I've been getting out and going to any activist centric thing i can i'm wearing a mask of course and i'm doing my best to social distance uh there was times that the uh there's been times that it's hard 
But, you know, COVID's still going around. It's not a joke, despite Republicans. Uh, well, they're starting to show concern about it now, of course, but that's only because uh, people are standing their up Their bottom line's getting hit. Yeah, their bottom line's getting hit, and people are standing up for themselves. Like, they can't just march into a capital anymore with guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... um. Especially if you have other people in your household that are vulnerable, um, older yeah. or pre-existing conditions, you know, yeah. um, be mindful. Keep an eye out for them. Yeah, yeah be, be mindful. mindful. If you, uh, yeah, what he said is like, if please, please, you know, find another way to be active at this time. Nobody's going to fault you for it, but protecting everybody. It should be important. Yep, for sure. And there's so many ways to contribute to all of this. Uh, you don't have to be on the front lines to do that, to do anything. Um, but if you do go out, um, there are plenty of protesting tips and safety tips, uh, especially with what we saw in Hong Kong. There's a lot of stuff that um, you all can learn from that. Not going to go over it here. Uh, you can find uh, find that information yourself. Yeah, Google it because we just Google it. Yep. And um, if you do go out again, do not do not wear contacts because this is something I only learned um, today, and it's insane. Um, tear gas will actually melt your contacts, and you will go blind. <laughs> this is. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why tear gas and, and other chemical warfare is banned under the Geneva Convention, at least in warfare, okay? So that's the kind of excuse that the police have. Well, it's not really warfare. Okay, but you're treating it like a war, so... But, you know, maybe technically it's not. Um, regardless, don't wear contacts if you're going out to protests. Because um, there will be tear gas, and you just expect it, you know? Yeah. Um... You know, it, bottom line, you know, do your research um, and stay safe. Do everything you can to be uh, to be safe. And um, most importantly, don't be silent about any of this. Um, you know, great, Chauvin and the other the other officers are getting charged. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to be sentenced to the full, you know, maximum potential penalties. Yeah. But they are starting to listen a little bit. This is the carrot. There is still a an entire. There are entire institutions we have to fix. Um, there are so many things we have to do to fix the police brutality and how just to prevent it from happening ever again. Um, there are many ways to do that, but we can't accomplish any of those things if we're gonna stay silent now that they've thrown us a little bit of a bone. Um, we've got our work cut out for this for us. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a long way to go. As as we out the, they are currently gassing Iowa City. Yeah, are you seeing, are you seeing that in the corner? Yeah, I'm seeing that now. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it looks like they're trying oh. to. That's a lot of gas too. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking tear gas. Um. So that's what we're saying is this is a long haul. This is a marathon, not a sprint. 
and we have to continue to push and do our part in, you know, making sure that, you know, social justice happens. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have to, you know, put this as part of the Assad and as maybe traumatizing as all this stuff is. Um, this is a necessary part of making real change happen. Um, you know, 1776 didn't happen peacefully. Uh, the, no. the Civil Rights Acts, uh, you know, movement, that didn't happen peacefully. This is not going to be peaceful. Um, we, you know, of course, want it to be peaceful as often as possible, but the rioting's going to happen until they listen, until they change stuff. And it's unfortunate. It shouldn't be this way, but it is. And we've got to work with what we've got. Yeah. Got any so, plugs? Sorry. Uh, no plug. <laughs> no, I think that was about it. I think we're ready to wrap up. I think yeah. that will do it for the coverage, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll try to yeah keep everybody updated. Uh, might be a little while before we go back to our format news because there's just so much news going on it would be hard to talk about everything including what we normally were doing but if you like the show uh give us a good rating on whatever podcast platform you are on uh subscribe to us and visit us at americanshakedown.com and uh have a great night yep thanks for listening everyone and stay safe hello can you hear me Black Lives Matter defund the police. I find it disgusting that the LAPD is slaughtering peaceful protesters on the street. I had two friends go to the protest in Beverly Hills a couple days ago, and the protest was peaceful. So the police showed up with their excessive violent force, shooting rubber bullets and throwing tear gas. Is this what you think of protecting and serving? Because I think it's bullshit. Fuck you, Michael Moore. I refuse to call you an officer or a chief because you don't deserve those titles. You are a disgrace. Suck my dick and choke on it. I yield my time. Fuck you. (laughs) 